0: Welcome back. Bill Michael's show. Ben Kenny, Zach. Highopener open 877-867-1670. You want to get a hold of the program, do it. Expectations for Jordan Love on Friday. Uh, I have to preface it by asking, how long do you think he'll play? A half? I think it's the first half. Okay. Um, so mm, I would like to see him honestly maybe get a little more. I'm not a big Danny Etling fan. Like the Kirk Benkert thing I got because he wasn't ever going to start for the team, but you could see his role as a backup maybe in the event that someone else went down. I've never been a big fan of Danny Etling, and I could be proven wrong. He's stuck around for a good amount of time, but I don't know. I buy more into Kirk Benkert as a I put him on the field and maybe it'll work out than Etling necessarily. We also had that crazy time last year where people were talking themselves into Benkert being better than love even in love's youth, which I never agreed with. But what do I expect to see all of the talk? So all the talk around training camp has been that he's improved. He has looked better. Is he at the point of being ready to start in the NFL? Maybe not, but undoubtedly from last year to this year, there is an improvement there. And I want to buy into that Zach, because for the first couple years of his career, I felt like the writers and everybody in the building was very spot on when it came to love they said throughout all leading up to the year yeah you see the raw talent but it's really not there yet he isn't refined enough there's some accuracy stuff the timing the confidence it just hasn't all clicked yet and then we saw him in games against the Chiefs for some reason they didn't throw at Daniel Sorensen until the fourth quarter which uh, puzzled me but then against the Lions as well and you saw exactly what the writers had told you leading up to that point when Rodgers was out during the offseason and then during the preseason as well. So, what I expect number one, I just pray he doesn't get hurt like he did last year and this time. It, I don't, it can't be taken away. I expect him to look really good. I do. Statistically, I don't know what that's going to look like. Whether, I mean, 65 to 70, 65 eh, ish percent completion, I think they'll lead a scoring drive or two. I don't know how the red zone thing will look, given that's like tight window, bang, bang plays, and he's not out there with the premier receivers. If Romeo Dobbs goes in flashes and connects with love on on a deep ball, I just think uh, my expectation is we're going to come away from this game and also see what the writers have talked about. Also see love might not be ready to go in and win a division and start week one but we see an NFL quarterback there and we feel better about the future. That's what I expect.
1: This is the this is year 3, right? Which is exactly the same year that Aaron Rodgers started showing signs that he was going to be a pretty good quarterback. He his his pass rating in the 05 uh preseason was 39.8. His pass rating in 2006
0: was 48.2. Those videos always recirculate when these preseasons come around. Oh, 14 years ago today, Rogers did this in the preseason.
1: Excuse me. Th- those were his season stats. Regular season stats. Okay. Um, 39.8, 48.2. And then he got in against Dallas in 2007 and lit it up. But you saw, the imp- you saw the improvement in the preseason, too. You saw some signs of it in the preseason that he had figured it out. That is going to be my biggest takeaway from this. I don't really care who's playing. I just want to see what Jordan Love looks like. Does it look like he has a grasp of what he's supposed to be doing? Does it look like he knows where the ball needs to be going before, not even before the snap, but like early, just based on his reads? Does he have a command? Does he understand? Yes. Does he understand exactly where people need to be? That, That to me is everything. And then obviously it's, Letting it rip, right? Because if you understand what what every everyone needs to be in, in the offense and all that good stuff, then you're going to play fast and you're going to play get the ball out of your hand quick. We've heard Brian Gutekunst talk about it. We heard Matt LaFuller talk about it. Aaron Rodgers even talked about it. He looks more comfortable. He looks like he knows where the ball is supposed to be. And that allows you to play fast. And when you're able to play fast, usually good things happen. So that to me is it's gonna be I don't even know about the stats. It's gonna be about him how how he looks, his like I don't want to be that guy it's going to be, that's going to be judging his body language, but I'm kind of <laughs> going to be judging his body language. Like, know where the ball is, and also, you know, don't make the stupid mistakes that we had seen, uh, you know, some of the throws, especially looking back at the Bills game, like throwing the ball into the end zone last year in the preseason when you just didn't need to do it.
0: Question. Yeah. Who does it look like the switch will be flipped for first when we're talking about on the field, whether it's the preseason or week one against Illinois State, Graham Mertz or Jordan Love?
1: It's weird you, you asked that question because did they talk about it on the morning show this morning? Because Evo was asking me about this the other day. He's like, who do you trust more?
0: Oh, I have to Jordan admit. Jordan Love
1: or Graham Mertz? I
0: have to admit, given today was a very long you day. Didn't, you didn't
1: get a chance to listen to the morning
0: show? I didn't listen this morning. All right. No. Well, he did they at, ask you that?
1: I wasn't on this morning, but I was. Oh. we were talking about it with Evo the, the other day about like which quarterback do you trust more at this point to, w- to win a game? Would it be Graham Mertz or would it be Jordan Love? Oh,
0: it depends on the game,
1: right? <laughs> like uh, I trust Graham Mertz
0: to beat Purdue. I, I would trust Jordan love to beat the bears. Okay. But what if Jordan love goes to Minnesota week one? Do I trust him to win that game? No.
1: What if Graham Mertz Gr- goes to Minnesota in, in week one? Do you trust him to win that game?
0: No, yeah, I don't yeah. honestly. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry. What was your question again?
0: Who does it look, not trust, but who do you think we will sit here Love. and say the switch is flipped for first? Jordan Love. But the they, time is different because merch doesn't play until September. Love plays now. But in terms of weeks, like week one of the football season in college and week one of the preseason when it comes to that.
1: Love. Just yeah? b- because that I've seen it. I shouldn't say I've seen it. People that I that follow this stuff and are there every day have seen it. They've seen some improvement there. They've seen him throw with pressure in his face even though he wasn't going to get hit. Uh those are the type of things that you've seen. I haven't seen it from Graham. Last time I saw Graham an extensive period of time outside of Monday Monday was in the spring and it it wasn't where it needed to be. And I think and he would agree with that too. I I mean he's going to say all the right things, but it just didn't look where it needed to be in the spring and I have no confidence that I can I can't sit here and say I have a huge amount of confidence that's all of a sudden going to look different in the fall in fall camp. But
0: We'll see. Did you see the uh, Wisconsin The Camp uh, video series that came out on Tuesday? I did. Are you going to file a season and desist for
1: taking The Camp? Uh, no. Because they probably own it originally? They did it first. Oh, okay. So that's that's a Gary Anderson thing. Oh. The Camp was a Gary Anderson thing that he brought with him. It was the first, first year they did it, I think it was – I shouldn't say it. I don't – I shouldn't say that. I believe that was the, one of the first years is when they did it, but they – Definitely called the camp before I called it the the camp. There's also a message board, that is the camp. So oh, okay, we have we have all the bases covered: Podcasts, TV, star, uh, uh, online series, and and uh, message boards.
0: So I mean, they never called
1: it the camp, have you? What camp Randall? You know, you don't like that at all, do you? No, I just don't. I haven't called it that. You hate it. First time I ever heard it, Jim. I don't hate it, Jim Sorgi at Bratz back in the day, huh? He called it like yeah, the camp. Camp is awesome. I don't know. Love the camp at night.
0: Maybe if they go and, like, LSU is called Death Valley. Like, maybe if they go and win their next 30 games at home and start this crazy home field advantage win streak, maybe then will I buy into that. But I can't really call it that when BYU can come in and win.
1: That was, like, four years ago, but okay. Still. Um, The camp. It's it's just a name.
0: But anyway, I, I brought that up to say there were some very vintage Grant Mertz quotes on there. Uh, he says the right things, man. He's yeah. got,
1: he's got the right things down, but nothing that you haven't heard him say before.
0: Yeah. It, all about improvement, but mm,
1: I don't Trans, know. Transformative off season.
0: Yeah. In terms of being more selfish to figure out what you have to do to be better, to help your team, which I, it, it was the right thing to say. I just chuckled because it's like the classic Paul Chris thing, right? He, he gets up to the podium. He says a lot of words. Doesn't say a lot there. It's a similar type of thing. He says a lot and it's all the right stuff, but it's what you hear in every setting.
1: Right. But I will say of all the things, whenever Graham talks, especially when it's not good, when things have not gone well, him more than any other player that I think I've covered owns it. He owns Like he knows he has to own it, but he does. And he, there are other guys that will not sit there and take blame for what they did wrong. And they won't talk about what they did wrong. There was a kicker a few years ago that missed a kick. And he he was asked about the question asked about, he said, next question. Like you're a kicker, dude. Answer the freaking question. What happened? Just missed a kick. Next question. What? What? You know, lean a little bit more. You are not. You do not have that ability. You are not that guy. You're
0: no. You're not that guy. You don't get to do that. So that might be that might bring up a scary question of which field goal unit do you think operates better this season, the Green Bay Packers with their lack of long snapper, or Wisconsin? Wisconsin. <laughs> yeah. I try,
1: like. I trust Wisconsin more, and and I just watched.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, I would take that side as well. I want to go back to the Jordan Love thing uh, quickly. Yeah, when it when it comes to you know who we might see take uh, have the switch flip, taking the next step is hard because the next step for both of them looks different. Like for Mertz, it's doing a lot of uh, doing the simple things better, and then also there's another big step that gets grouped with that, which is being able to operate some sort of downfield passing game for love. It's just, can you take the step to be a NFL caliber quarterback? It's so hard to quantify those and what the differences are. But in terms of both of them, I mean, last year we saw Graham struggle because the line struggled in part early in the season. Jordan loves playing on Friday. And we, and we talked about the line earlier. They could be playing a legit NFL defense for a couple series, maybe a quarter. And he is going up in a pretty big spot for his development with, you know, kind of a a subpar group up there on the line. So that could be playing against him come Friday. For sure. Um, I don't know who's going to play running back then. Who are the healthy uh, Tyler Goodson, Tyler Goodson, which by the way, I cannot wait to see what Tyler Goodson looks like when there aren't 15 defenders in the box, knowing Iowa
1: will run into a wall on first and 10. He's a good running back. So, he can catch the wall. So I was, uh, when after the preseason, or the OTAs, I was up there, we were watching Packers, and I asked some of the beat writers over there, I'm like, who, who do you think is going to be that third running back? I'm like, I kind of like Tyler Goodson here. And they're like, who? <laughs> Who's that? Like, they not that they didn't know who he was, but like, they're like, who cares? Like, it's, it's this Aaron Jones and... <laughs> And A.J. Dillon. But, I, yeah, I like Tyler Goodson, and obviously they re-signed Dexter Williams. Patrick Taylor's been hurt, so I don't know if uh, if he's going to be able to play. They, they are hurting at running back. Kylan Hill is out as well still. Ky- yeah, I mean, Kylan, I don't expect him back for quite some time. He got hurt in November. Yeah, so. Though, again, ACLs apparently uh, heal quite a bit faster in college. Maybe it depends on your trap workouts. Maybe.
0: See if you could put weight there. Trap Malusi. Yeah.
1: His traps did not look as big as they did in the spring.
0: Okay. That's a shame. Yeah. Number one still I think works well. Or at least it brings out the traps. So more. I was trying to
1: figure out why he changed numbers.
0: Why did he? Dean Ingram. Who switched over but
1: why went from offense to once went, went from defense to offense yeah. right number six. But why wouldn't Dean Ingram switch numbers? He's been there longer than Chess. Interesting.
0: I think I that's assume,
1: I assume that's why he didn't change. Yeah,
0: I think that's gonna be a net positive in the long run. You know what?
1: Oh, one, a lot of, a lot of, no, does number one looks better. I think I, uh, I like w- in, in that role. Six looks good, but one, one's a good look. Team. Yeah. One works. See, I don't, I'll be honest. Do not like a zero. I really? Zero does not look good to me at all. So I brought up that whole thing with
0: Braylon Allen and Paul Christ about how Paul Christ liked a message and we don't know if he had a droid or an iPhone and you waited and it all had to do with the Jersey number because Braylon Allen wanted it to be retired You wanted it to be worn once and never worn again, and you didn't even bring up you didn't like it?
1: I don't like it. Yeah, don't like it at all. It's not a good look. Why? It's it's just, what, zero? Well, it's unique. And he is unique. I get that. My hope, my hope is that he's actually right. My hope is that he is so legendary (laughs) that nobody nobody has to wear it ever again. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see anybody wear it again. So I hope it ends up him being in that Mount Rushmore of, Badger running backs, and they retire his number, and we never have to see it again. Because I, it's I do not like it. It looks okay in basketball, like Demetrius Trice when he wore it. It, it looks fine. Yeah, that looked good. But in football, it just looks weird. Like it's not a number. Zero not a number.
0: Yeah, double zero works for a backup offensive lineman. I feel double zero works for a weird center in the NBA. Yes, like Spencer Hawes. Sure, who I used to love. Okay, in my youth. Double zero, I guess could work if you're a back of the bench offensive lineman. What's Even- the ug-
1: what's again, it's not a number though. Like what's the ugliest number for a football player to wear? Are are you going to argue that 0 is the I mean, one? First of all, I think 0 is not a number, but since they're allowing people to wear it, it is number 1. What's uh, it, what's it for you?
0: 50 50 is pretty hideous. Yeah, it's not great. 60 yeah, the, the
1: the zeros like. But I guess that includes the zero, so I'm playing into 80, your argument. Eighty looks good. Ninety looks good. Yeah, forty doesn't look great. Thirty doesn't look great. Twenty looks good. Sometimes, depends who's wearing it. It all depends on yeah, which uh, which what again the zero with with uh, with Braylon Allen because it's Braylon Allen it looks fine I guess but I don't like it at all I, I really wow. do, I really do hope he retires it.
0: That's a good take. That's a good take. Uh, n- number 10 on Jordan love. You like that? Yes. Looks good. I I think it leads mm, going back to the love thing quickly before we come in, and hit break. I do think there will be at least one play. Like, do you remember last year? Jay Sternberger love hit him on like a third down. Maybe Sternberger dropped it, but love had one dicey throw during the preseason where we sat back and we're like, whoa, okay. That's that's an NFL throw. I think there are one or two of those moments. I hope they go to Romeo Dobbs so then we could be like, oh, there's the future. But then some struggles mixed in and we try to sift through the crap to find the good. (laughs) Going back to what I expect from Love on Friday. That's that's in essence what it is. And that isn't far off from what Graham Mertz's career has been so far. The parallel is captivating. One of them actually played for Gary Anderson. And it wasn't Graham Mertz. It was Jordan Love. He was horrible, which I will always bring up. He was not good when it comes to him. I, he was not good that year. The the enemy of
1: the state just continues on quarterback that- uh, Gary Anderson rooting quarterbacks. It's it was kind of a thing. Rune Rune Joel who could have been an all timer uh, without that 20, uh, without that 2014 <laughs> season. God. And then Jordan Luff, his junior year, I believe, with Gary Anderson. Horrible. eight
0: seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 1670.
1: Another uh, another thing. I kind of like Gary Anderson. As person.
0: All right. We're going to take a break on all, that now. Of, all the, head
1: of, speaking of, of former, all the head coaches have covered.
0: Speaking of former coaches he, that at, you have covered, he's at the top. I have a question to ask you when we come back. Okay. It has to do with a uh, certain big topic on this radio station. The one you definitely heard on our show, definitely the morning show. Most likely, actually, you heard it on Bill's show. We, we played the interview. I have a question to ask you about an update on a situation. We'll get to it next. I'm Ben Kenny. He's Zach Hauprin. We're in for Bill Michaels.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Zero, Welcome back. It is The Bill Michaels Show. We're out of here at 2. I am back with you from 4 to 6 on several of these same stations on The Wisco Sports Show in for Grant Bills. And then Zach, we are back from six to seven coming up tonight. Kenny and Heilprin talking Badgers, Big Ten stuff. Uh, We'll hit some camp cliches. If everyone in the world is going to talk about their favorite baseball movie with the Field of Dreams game tonight, we might hit on some camp cliches. Uh, Important people in the grand scheme of division races uh, and the Big Ten West specifically coming up at six. But I, I need to ask you. So when we were at Big Ten Media Days, we sat down and interviewed Brett Bielema. Uh, The pictures were terrific. Uh, Shout out to our friend Jake, who who took those pictures. We set off to get you unblocked. It was our only goal while at Big Ten Media Days. He had blocked you on Twitter years ago, and his wife did as well. So we interview him, and then a day later, you ask him at the end of the interview, can you unblock, uh, different wording, but unblocked, unblock me. And he said, I'll look into it, and his wife ended up unblocking you. But Zach, are you still blocked by Brett Bielma?
1: As of yesterday, yes. And I don't feel like that's going to change in the football season. I think he's kind of locked in now on the football season. I don't think that that's going to be something that I'm going to be able to uh, overcome.
0: I still am going by my theory that he meant to unblock you, but his wife's account is actually his burner account that everyone ended up following because he named it his like he made it after his wife. Sure. But his wife's account is what he actually uses to go look at all of the accounts that he's blocked, which apparently is a lot of them. And I kind of think that he meant to unblock you. He just forgot which account he was logged in on because both blocked you.
1: So I had this weird thing uh, happen to me the other day. I was, was on TweetDeck and all of a sudden I saw one of his tweets like it liked and it pops up into this activity bar. I'm yeah.
0: He like, unblocked <gasps> <gasps> yeah, me. You were logged in
1: as the zone? No. Oh i like when somebody likes a tweet on an account that's that's you've been blocked on, it'll still show up in the activity bar. That's odd. Yeah. So I went and clicked on it, and I'm like, and I went and clicked on tweets, and his tweets would not load, and I'm like, yeah, I'm still blocked.
0: Oh, shame. Yeah.
1: All and right. <gasps> should yeah. Gasps.
0: We will. Uh, we will monitor that as the season goes on. I still really want you after Wisconsin. Hopefully, pummels them on uh, October. I don't know. First, I believe the game is. When Wisconsin crushes them, I want you in the post-game media scrum to ask to be unblocked again. And I'm sure that'll go well uh, as we drop all levels of journalistic integrity yeah. and professionalism and respect. But yeah. for content, I that would be a great soundbite.
1: I can't wait for it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to happen, but...
0: So, yeah, Wisconsin's home schedule, nothing to write home about this season, but that Illinois game definitely... Will, I'm looking forward to it, no doubt. Uh, they have a, a
1: brutal home schedule.
0: They have a player at running back, Chase Brown. They they have an interesting-ish team. Tommy DeVito, quarterback, comes from Syracuse. The big question is, after, like last year, they physically were able to stick with teams. They beat Minnesota. They uh, They had some tough losses, like UTSA, but they beat Nebraska. Uh, they went in and beat Penn State, and it hurt Sean Clifford in nine overtimes. And then we saw Wisconsin kind of dismantle them uh, in Champaign. I, I think he has the program heading in the right direction. He he just needs a couple more years to get the the recruiting going, get older guys that he had brought in in there, and he needs quarterback play. Uh, their quarterback play with Peters, Thomas Pe- something Peters, something Peters, Brandon Peters last year was just atrocious. The Michigan guy. They have some talent out on the outside, but the quarterback play was just next level bad. And that really hamstrung them because Chase Brown and they're like, they have a good running game. Chase Brown's a really good running back. So if Tommy DeVito can bring something, then I by no means challenged to win the West or anything, but just in terms of uh, contending against the top teams in the division, Zach. So uh, talking about the most important names. So we had talked about uh, a lot of, you know, Wisconsin, Graham Merch, Chesma Lucy, Braylon Allen. We were talking about the Packers. Do you think there is a, in terms of Wisconsin in the Big Ten West and then also Packers in the NFC North, a single name, like the most important name in both of those divisions that will go towards, you know, uh, deciding that division?
1: It's tough because I feel like in the Big Ten West, it has a lot to do with the quarterbacks because the quarterback play there is just rather sh- shaky, maybe outside of Purdue, right? And maybe outside of Minnesota, I don't know. I, I that's kind of how I feel about that. It's like when it comes to the Big Ten West, the quarterback is the most important thing there because I think all the defenses are going to be solid. I think the run game is probably going to be okay for most of them. But it's if if like if Wisconsin gets great play out of Graham Mertz, they're going to win the division. If Tyler, uh, if Tanner Morgan plays really really well, Minnesota's got a shot at winning the division. If one of the Iowa quarterbacks, which is hilarious to even think about them playing well, if one of them <laughs> plays really well, Iowa is going to have a really good shot of winning the division. And then, obviously, Purdue, which uh, I know is is your favorite um, in the division, has a chance. To, I mean, they have the best quarterback. Can he play well in the biggest games? He didn't against Wisconsin. He was trash against Wisconsin, uh, AOC. And then, obviously, with with Nebraska, too you know, a new quarterback there. So like, I think the biggest names are in, I don't know if there's a single name that stands out a single position that stands out for sure. It's quarterback.
0: Yeah. Well my one name would be Graham Mertz because I given the rest of what's around him, if he plays great, I think Wisconsin easily wins the division. They don't have much trouble uh, going through just because of the rest of the talent on that team. Casey Thompson, I think is the most important name in general, because of how much could happen just based on how he played like last year at Texas, he didn't have as good of a season necessarily as Martinez did, but Casey Thompson does not turn the ball over nearly as much as Martinez does. And that's, that why is that's why Nebraska lost last year.
1: He might with the little fingers, Scott Frost, you know, gets into to, to doing it. Maybe it's just a Scott Frost thing.
0: Well, so that's why I say it. It's because if Casey Thompson plays well and Nebraska finally makes a bowl, and they contend in the West, then you know, that's a it's a terrific season compared to what happened last year, win loss record wise. If he struggles and the team sucks, then Scott Frost is gone. So that is I the fate of a lot is in the hands of Casey
1: Thompson. You know what's really messed up? His um his out or his, his buyout goes down August or October first. Scott Frost does? Yes. It dips to seven and a half million. October 1st, which is, uh, but that's a Saturday. The bio, not really. The
0: bio numbers are crazy. Right, right. But they, it drops that's uh, in the middle of the season. And that's after they get, they get Oklahoma in the non-conference and then all of their tough games are down the stretch. So what's crazy is they could easily be four, one, five, and one heading into
1: some final stretch of games. Yeah. Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia, Southern Oklahoma, and then Indiana is October 1st. So you could say if they're, Five and oh, great. If they're one and four or two and three. See ya. See ya.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Then what? Mark Whipple comes in and never runs the ball? Allegedly, according to Pat (laughs) Narduzzi. what a fun program. When it goes to the NFC North, though, when I think about the most important people in the division, the most important name. Roger like I maybe want to put to side Rogers and Kirk Cousins because I the quarterback is it in the NFL. The first name that came to my mind, crazy enough, is Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach in Minnesota. KOC, if you will. Where, I mean, if he comes in and, like, that was a good Vikings team last year that kind of like Nebraska, lost a lot of close games and maybe didn't maximize uh, their, like, they were a better team, I think, than their record showed. And and we saw it. They were able to beat the Packers at home that one game. So if Kevin O'Connell comes in and after Zimmer, and Cousins soured on him. The team seemed to sour on Zimmer. If O'Connell comes in and lights the world on fire from the start, I, he could single handedly be that reason that the Vikings go and win the division.
1: When you look at their weapons, like their the weapons that they can throw out on the field at you, I think they're the best in the NFC North, right? When you can go with uh, Justin Jefferson, you can go with Adam Thielen, Irv Smith if he's healthy, um, Dalvin Cook, like that trio to go along with. Kirk. They're one of the best in the NFC in general. Right, right. Like, and then but then you throw in Kirk Cousins, and there are so many different feelings on Kirk Cousins. There isn't. There's not a consensus on Kirk Cousins either. You think he's good or you think he's horrible. Like there, there's no consensus. He's awesome or he's kind of good or he's good sometimes. Like you either think he's dog crap or you think he's a legit. Pro Bowl type of quarterback, which in reality, he's pretty close to the middle of those two.
0: Right. But he plays some weeks.
1: He'll be at the top and the others. He's at the bottom. And that's why the lack of consensus, I think, among a lot of a lot of fans, because you just don't know which Kirk Cousins is going to show up. But you look at his stats statistically, it's a pretty good quarterback. Really good. Yeah. Right. But would you trust him? Nope. no, (laughs) I don't. He has won a road playoff game. Congratulations to him.
0: Most quarterbacks in the NFL probably can't say that.
1: Most good quarterbacks in the NFL can.
0: The one, yeah, well, the ones that have been around a while. But has Mahomes won a road playoff game? I don't think so. Because that's because they're all at home.
1: Because their team is so good. Sorry for playing at home all the time.
0: No, I know, but I, I I'm just saying. I, Aaron Rodgers is one on the road. Yeah, definitely. Well, it, Brady, Brady has one on the road. Yeah, I'm you sure Josh Allen has. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Interesting. Has Stafford? Stafford went on the road last... Yeah, to beat went, the Bucks. Yeah. So he's
1: done it. I mean, look, it, it's more than just the quarterback, but he, because of the way he acts, he kind of, <laughs> he kind of brings it himself, right? Yeah. Like He he brings some of the attention he always, on himself. He always has. Yes, which, yeah, I mean, it's, it's great. The greatest thing about Kirk Cousins is he was uh, the one that threw the Hail Mary against Wisconsin in 2011, right? Yep. And he was also the one that... Uh, Lost the game that actually mattered later that year in the Big Ten championship game. Yep. So he gets to own that. Congratulations yep. on the Hail Mary. Where's your Big Ten championship ring?
0: <laughs> Which is a valid reason to make rings, if you ask me. When I, You know what's not, though? Tying? Tying for the Coming Big Ten in West. Second. So, Tanner Morgan agrees. Other names that uh, come up top of mind to me, Kevin O'Connell was number one. The second, we talked about him a lot today, but Rich Passaccia. Where I think if either or here. It's the either where he comes in and he's great and the Packers special teams are above average, let alone top 10 in the league.
1: has nothing yeah it doesn't matter about top 10. Just don't be the last
0: Just don't be the last. but what if they actually what if he somehow turns it around and they're great then you look at this Packers team differently if he comes in and he continues the stretch of just horribleness from that spot and then the Packers could end up in a situation like last year where maybe it's in the playoffs maybe it's before. But the special teams cost them important games, and maybe the NFC North goes away. So those are those were two big time names. The others, uh, Ryan Pohl, uh, Ryan Poles. Of, you're, not,
1: you're not even going with like on field guys here at this point, are we? We're just we're just going with guys. Well, that I mean, get I could name them. the best players, but that's no, no. It's not about the best players. It's like I would with the Packers. I'd say David Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins. I agree. If they're healthy and stay healthy throughout the entire year, that offense is going to be good. Mm-hmm. And so that's very, very important because I know the defense. I-, I shouldn't say this. I think the defense is going to be pretty good. Uh, they actually have to go ahead and do it. Um, but, yeah, if those that offense line's good, very, very confident that the offense is going to figure out ways to score, score points.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, there are a lot of others that are good on the field that you could point to. I guess, well, the reason I brought up polls is because just – did he actually do enough to bring talent to the Bears? And many would agree the answer is no.
1: Well, I mean, certainly the wide receivers we, we saw what. Oh my! God. Justin, we saw what Justin Fields said the other day about his wide receivers, right? No. Oh god. Oh, ball sack sports getting people careful. Careful out there, people. It Just is, a it's a dangerous
0: world. Public service announcement: Be careful what you read on the internet. It's yes. not all true. No. And then the last one: uh, Have you seen? Did you watch Hard Knocks the first yes. episode? Yeah. How likable
1: are the Lions? Depends which Lions you're talking about. The Detroit Lions? I, no, but which ones you're talking about? I'm not a big Dan Campbell guy. Okay, well I liked, but I I love Jamal Williams. I'm a big Deuce Daly fan. Oh, I loved I loved that back and forth with him and and the uh, the DC whose name the guy Aaron Glenn. Yep, I love that. That was awesome. That was an awesome back and forth. But team wise, I they're going to be America's team this year. They're not going to be America's <laughs> team this year. They're not. I'm all in. They've won they won three games last year. What if they? I mean, what if they win four games? That's going to be America's team just because you like them. In no, America will be behind them. They'll want them to succeed. But when they are, when they in, in, inevitably don't succeed because they have Jared Goff as their quarterback. Not arguing. Is You're that, right. Are people still going to be behind them? Maybe not. Maybe. Maybe. And also, I think that Dan Campbell, that energy that Dan Campbell brings, it's going to wear on guys very, very quickly that is not the type of energy you bring to a pro locker room on a consistent basis and stay there for an extended period.
0: Yeah, but it doesn't,
1: that's that's Jim Harbaugh energy.
0: Well, comparing him to another big 10 coach, PJ flex energy feels fake, but But
1: his his guys roll through there, right? Like they're not, they're not there. It's not the same group every single year.
0: Yeah. Campbell's energy feels real though, which I think could work. Like even it's it's the
1: same, like yelling, like the, 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 the pads like that is, I'm sorry. That's, going to wear on guys this is yeah. the nfl this is in college you
0: can't yeah things could change if they start winning and it isn't sure. looking back on what last year was but, and saying we can't have that happen again but maybe Jam- jamal williams should just be their head coach
1: yes right? he's the best yeah man. but this harbaugh won a lot
0: yes still is winning
1: it wears on now people. it's college it wears at people mm-hmm. it wears on people at times when you're that when you bring that type of energy all the time Like, P.J. Fleck would get laughed out of the NFL locker room. Yes. Dan Campbell does not. He's an intense dude. He's the grit, like, all that great stuff. I just don't know how long that lasts. Well, I guess
0: Harbaugh went from college to pro, or Stanford and Utah to pro. Dan Campbell's been pro. He's built his way up in all the pro systems. So Mm -hmm. there could be something there. I mean, I expect he seems like a guy that can kind of sense when to bring – like, he has the energy – but to kind of sense when to maybe not be that over
1: the top, and he's not the weird dude that that Jim Harbaugh is. Like, like Jim Harbaugh on a on a podium sometimes is weird, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's just weird. Dan His Camp-
0: biological clock is ticking. <laughs> yes,
1: Dan Campbell's, Dan Campbell's not that. He's gonna be. I mean, he's he's gonna be honest and everything. I'm just saying, like long term, they may win this year. They may if they start losing, and it's the same type of energy. I, I don't know if that that works yeah. all the time. I got you. Um, it works good on film uh, for an hour. They apparently shot like 500 hours, but yeah, they got something good out of an hour. I really liked it. I like them. I'm was, behind the Lions. Yeah, I mean, I it's Lions, and so I mean, if you get behind them, you're more than likely going to be uh, saddened at some point. But you no, I mean, you, like, I you don't you don't care if they win or lose. You just you just kind of want to yeah. You just want to see more of them. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that's what Hard Knocks is. Yeah, it just. Cool. Let me say
0: this. The Dallas Cowboy Hard Knocks season was such a joke and they set the world back like weeks and months and years where they were an embarrassment to Hard Knocks.
1: Oh yeah, Philadelphia Eagles fan?
0: Tell me more. No, it's it's because Jerry Jones just made it all... Like, it was just weird. Like, I I don't want to see just video... Did we see the Lions owner once in the Hard Knocks episode? No. Do you know how old she is? I don't know how old she is, but it was all Jerry Jones. It was... Can you not say that the Lions thing... This week was objectively more entertaining than the Cowboys
1: one. Of course it is, because oh, uh, I did not know that uh, they have a new person there uh, with Detroit. Either way, it's the the daughter of of the uh, of the older one. But yes, of course, Detroit was more interesting because it was you didn't know any of those guys, and you didn't have opinions based on any of these guys. Going, and I like in. all of them, and they all seem like good guys on video for an hour, heavily edited. I, I'm talking about Deuce Daly. I'm talking about okay. Antoine randall like yeah, yeah. It's also weird. Those are all the players I grew up watching. Well, that's the other thing. They, their position coaches are all former NFL players. Mark Brunel, you know, another guy. You can keep Which is
0: directly there. like as soon as I started watching the NFL, it was those guys.
1: Do you know Mark Brunel was with the Packers?
0: In term, No, I did not.
1: Yeah, that's where he started his career.
0: I did not know that. Interesting. 877-867-1670. couple segments left before we get out of here. There will be more. Coming up next, I'm Ben Kenny. He's Zach Heilprin. We're in for Bill Michaels.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: All right, we're back. It is the Bill Michaels Show. A couple segments left before we're out of here. Field of Dreams game is tonight. There's also NFL preseason action. The Packers tomorrow, two and a half point underdogs to the 49ers. Betting czar Zach Heilprin says, uh, do not bet
1: it. That's not. That's not what I said. I said, if you do bet it, I have an 800 number for you as well. <laughs> I did not say. I did not say don't bet it. I just said I have an eight hundred number for it. Listen,
0: you. it's preseason for the gamblers as well.
1: And again, it's not the betting of it; it's the amount of money you put on it. Like right? I, don't put big money on right. preseason I, games. Unless I am unless the, it's the Ravens. Like tonight's the Ravens favored by three. I mean, I I put my life savings on three because they have won twenty some odd straight games,
0: which is insane. That's a culture thing. That it is. It's the John Harbaugh culture.
1: The over under is thirty two
0: electrifying yes which big much, time football they're going to be big time and the shame is you know the Big Ten also we see a lot of low totals but those low totals that's beautiful low total football this is just bad chaotic low total football
1: yes yeah yeah now, it has nothing to do with uh, horrible offense in the Big Ten West at all last year that Wisconsin's games were all like sub 30 no it's because their defense was great and Number one I, defense in the country.
0: I am an appreciator of low total football when it is the ca- the style of football that the beautiful Big Ten West plays. I am a I'm a pretty consistent golf better. I'll put five bucks on a guy on Sunday to watch and enjoy it, but it, it rarely eclipses twelve dollars. Yeah. So, no calling of numbers. I will not be betting on the Packers uh, preseason game coming up tomorrow. Are you going to watch the Field of Dreams game?
1: Does that bring you back to your childhood? Absolutely not. No,
0: no. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Watching
1: watching baseball in general, like especially games that aren't brewers, it's, it's not me. It's not me. I, hey, going to games, I I enjoy going to baseball games, largely because of the things you get to do when you are at baseball games. Eat peanuts, drink beer, eat food. Like Those are all things I'm a big fan of, and so uh, being able to do that and watch baseball, a little bit of baseball at the same time, That's great. Watching baseball on TV? Absolutely not.
0: So I'm a little bit disappointed that we didn't iron out a really specific top five baseball movie in honor of Field of Dreams. We just started naming them, and I was hoping that 15 callers would call in and start giving theirs. Thank God they didn't. I did get a couple tweets that outlined them. Not going to read them. No. No. (laughs) No, I'm not going to read them. Not going
1: to read the tweets that people sent in about their favorite baseball movies of all time?
0: No. Uh, the base, I I'm excited. Listen, the field of dreams game is cool. I'll probably have it on in the background in some capacity with no brewers on tonight, but I don't know. Like I, I like it. Mob doesn't do enough to promote it, but it's, it's not like I'm not going to go home and say, Oh, I, I can't wait to watch this. I I've been waiting all year for them to go back to this. And I also mentioned if Joe Buck was calling the game, I'd feel differently. And he's not, <laughs> Because he no longer works for Fox, which is a tough moment in the Kenny household. Tough scene, it is eight seven seven 877-867-1670. We can fit in a call. I uh, I saved this for the end because I know you you don't care much about golf, but there is there has been big golf news. Okay, with there allegedly were three PGA Tour players that went to live. That sued, they filed for a temporary restraining order to play in the playoffs. And there was a hilarious court proceeding that ended up favoring with the tour saying, no, you cannot. I'm not going to go into the various arguments, but they they are now not eligible to play this weekend in the first playoff event. Now at the playoff event, this is semi-notable. There was a story that broke rumors that Cam Smith, the open champion, is on his way to live joining all of the others that are there. There is a hilarious video out there of Scotty Scheffler, the world number one, playing with Smith, the world number two at this event this weekend. And as Cam Smith is lining up a putt, Scheffler just gives him a horrible look, shakes his head and walks right into his line. And that's which it.
1: And that's a bad thing to do
0: in golf lingo. That is the most disrespectful, bad thing you could possibly do to another golfer. Really? Which, I mean, I guess says something about the sport that they have all of those kind of traditions and, sure. and thoughts. But yeah. So the the tensions are high, and yeah, That's amazing. I don't That's know. Awesome. That is what it is. He's I, not
1: going to be number two for very long, though, right?
0: No, he's going to fall off the face of the earth once he goes to live, mm-hmm. as all the others have. 877-867-1670. That's why I saved it for the end because I knew.
1: Yeah, you're not a big golf guy, so I look. I, but I understand the the fervor between the two sides. I understand the two sides going at it. And it looks like they, uh, I mean, there's, it's, it's in courts now. It's in the court now, trying to get, those, with those guys trying to get back in. So there's that. But I, I love the idea of, of some tension in the golf world. My yeah. favorite golf is, is the Ryder Cup because they actually act like real people. Well, the problem is with all of this live stuff happening
0: is, you know, the Ryder Cup will no longer have good golfers if things continue down the path they're going, which is a shame. Count them all. 877-867-1670. We have one segment left. We're going to step away, take a quick break. It's Kenny and Hio- Ben Kenny, Zach Heilprin, in for Bill Michaels. Kenny and Heilprin is tonight. We are in for Bill today. We're in for Bill tomorrow. Final segment coming up next. Ready.
2: This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, a training camp update. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. It's a travel day today for the Packers as they head to Santa Clara to face the 49ers tomorrow night for their first preseason game. During yesterday's practice under sunny skies, it looked like Alan Lazard had beat Jair Alexander for a touchdown. But in the locker room, Jair claims that Lazard would have been tackled by safety Adrian Amos.
1: No, 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 hold on, hold on. He didn't score. Smash was right there and tackled him. All right, so he didn't score. But I tried out some new cleats today and I slid. So, you know, it's over with for those pleas. But hats off to Lazar. He got his first catch in day 15 of camp.
2: <laughs> now the Packers made some roster moves re-signing running back Dexter Williams and to make room, they released last year's long snapper, Steven Wortel, who was part of that infamous block punt in the playoffs against San Francisco. So that means rookie Jack Cook will have a chance to earn the long snapper's job tomorrow night. Stand up, set my hands, make sure my hands are set, and be ready to go. That's, that's my checklist. I don't think about much. I think about one thing and one cue. Get myself ready and I'm ready to play. Cook was teammates with 7th round pick safety Tariq Carpenter at Georgia Tech. We're both played on special teams for the Yellow Jackets.
0: You know, me and Jack came in together, so he's been a good friend of mine since 2017. Uh, dorms is right next to each other, so me and him always had a good re- relationship.
2: He's a great dude, you know, and I'm glad he's here with, with me. That's Packers rookie safety Tariq Carpenter in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clancy. On the Bill Michaels Show.
0: Welcome back to the Bill Michaels Show. Final segment. We're out of here. We will be back tomorrow. Uh, 10 to 2. Zach and myself. Uh, A lot of the same kind of chatter. Uh, Not much, obviously, concrete sports going on tonight uh, when it comes to Wisconsin. No Brewers. We will preview the Cardinals series tomorrow. A big-time, big-time series this weekend. The last time they're playing.
1: No. They got... Two more series. I think they got... Yes. Oh, I thought it might have been the last. I think they got a total of seven games left. It's three and then two and two. Okay. I believe. I
0: believe. Uh, But the... The year-long head-to-head, if I'm not mistaken, is six and six right now.
1: Yes. And And
0: in light of a tiebreaker, that is the thing that differentiates the team.
1: No game 163 anymore.
0: So you got it. It really feels like you got to have two out of three. Uh, You have Burns going, you have Lauer, and you have Aaron Ashby against the Cardinals of Michaelis, Jordan Montgomery, and Adam Wainwright. Do you like no 163? I kind of liked 163. I loved it, but I understand how it could be kind of ridiculous to bottle down a whole season into one game.
1: Well, then also like, yeah, I get that.
0: When the playoffs are expanded, I get taking it away because you have such an opportunity to make any wild card spot or any division spot. Plus, if it's head-to-head record, it's not like point differential or something out of the two teams' control.
1: It's head-to-head record. It was electric in 2018. though. 163 Cubs brewers down there and Milwaukee won. And everyone's like Miller Park South. Like, it was, it was electric, dude. Yeah. It was electric.
0: Yeah. I mean, as a viewer, high stakes baseball is just awesome. But I understand how insane it could be for 162 to boil down to one. Yep. For sure. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for us. I'm back 4 to 6 on the Wisco Sports Show. We are back at 10 o'clock and 6 o'clock tonight. See ya.
1: The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen. Rate. Subscribe.